Today, we're going to go and take care of another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. We're going to be talking about the CM Punk trying to come back to AEW and work with the Elite, try to hash things out with Jericho. Is this is going to happen? The state is set up for June 21st. That is the day of AEW Dynamite's go-home show for Forbidden Door. Also, we're going to be talking about the confusion with the Bullet Club Who's leading it? David Finley in Japan or Jay White here in the States? We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about a little bit of New Japan. We're going to be talking a little bit about WWE. We're going to have a bunch of stuff. So stay in your seat and stay tuned for the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. We are live. We came out here to tell you to your face. You can't. Get ready for us. No, sir. Oh, my God. Thank you, Kitty. You bad guy. And here we are for another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One. And today we are going to be talking about the CM Punk situation. I know a lot of people, and I've been hearing this, and I have been one of those people who has been against uh, CM Punk coming back to AEW. And I already had explained to this in many episodes that I've done on YouTube Live on, on my audio podcast, I explained to you guys why I don't want CM Punk back. We all go, go back to 2014 when my man CM Punk was with WWE. He walked out of the company. He felt that he should have been main event in WrestleMania. Now, mind you, I agree with him with that because the guy had a reign of 149 days, title reign, or something to that effect, probably the third longest, and uh, probably more than that. But he defended the belt more than what Roman Reigns does now. And I know a lot of Roman Reigns fans are going to bitch and moan like I saw some a-hole on Facebook call me a clown because I said that Roman Reigns has had a 90-plus title reign and has only defended the belt 30 times. Now, mind you, 900, that's almost two years and a half. And the man has defended it 30 times. And I told the guy, you could go back to the days of back with Ric Flair, the Hulk Hogan's, uh, the Bruno San Martino's, Harley Race. These guys would defend the belt more, at least probably half of the month of the calendar year, or probably even more. Go to Japan, defend the belt. But of course, wrestling is not the way it is now. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like the way it is now, you know, back then. So, yeah. CM Punk deserves to have some type of main event at the um, WrestleMania. He wasn't. He walked out. He got fired on his wedding day. He made a big thing about it. He had a Coke Cabana podcast and talked about the whole situation. Um, at that time, it looked like WWE was the bad guy. But I got to question the situation now after many years has passed, almost 10 years has passed since he walked out of WWE. Okay, 
You had a question why WWE did what they did. I mean, we know that WWE is one of those that, you know, bunch of a-hole also, and they do things that probably doesn't agree with most pro wrestling fans and all that, but we got a question why they did that. Okay, seven years later, CM Punk comes to AEW. Last year, either he had his period or whatever the case may be in the scrum, he won the AEW title from John Moxley, the same guy that he went on Instagram and did a rant about, okay, and went and started talking about a situation that happened almost 10, 15 years ago. He went after the reporters. He went after Cole Cabana. He went after everybody. He had, must have had his period, and this was led off to the big fight between him and the elite was people got fired, people got suspended, and he hasn't been seen, and he got hurt in that match. Tore his tricep. He's been out for like nine months, probably even more. Why are we still talking about the same thing? Why? Because he is talking about he wants to come back. After he did the damn Twitter, or oh, it wasn't Twitter, it was um after Twitter, he did some, he put a Rocky Three uh, uh, picture of Putting, he put his face on Stallone's face as Rocky Three, Mocking John Moxley, if you really think about it. He's still an a-hole. He's still trying to go into AEW, but yet you're doing stuff like this. Okay? Then to top it off, he wants to work now with the elite because he knows now that where the money's at. He wants to come back to professional wrestling. Now, the question is, everybody's talking about, is Tony Khan going to allow him to come back? I think Tony Khan is soft as a... As a as an owner, I already know that. And then second of all, uh, the fact that uh, my man, uh, you know, CM Punk was in his ear from the get-go from day one uh, shows you what kind of owner he is because CM Punk went on a rant on the scrum and he didn't do shit, okay? He didn't do anything. So, and if CM Punk is to come back, the question a lot of people are talking about, and a, a podcast has said this, is it Warner Media who wants him back? And if it's Warner Media, again, these monkeys in a suit who don't know nothing about professional wrestling, only looking at money, and it's, okay, money's the, the, the main thing here, but you willing to uh, disturb the chemistry in the locker room by bringing a guy who's miserable, a guy who thinks he is a main eventer, a guy who is a walking injury, a guy who everybody loves all CM Punk. If you really think about it, I could sit here and tell you one match since he's been AEW that I know that he had that was good. Uh, the Warlow match between me and him and Warlow was pretty good, and his match, his dog collar match with MJF. After that, he had a great, he, he teamed up with Sting and Darby Allen at one point, which I think it was cool. He teamed up with FTR. FTR has been pushing it big time for them, for, for CM Punk to come back. So they could have a match between FTR and CM Punk against the Elite. And that means they want it for All In. And by the way, for those who said that All In is a, might be a, a show, now look at the date. The damn thing says Sunday. doesn't say Wednesday. doesn't say Friday. It says Sunday. So it's a pay-per-view, okay? Just because it's in London does not mean that they can't start it early in London and uh, broadcast it here in the United States at a time. They were, yes, they're eight hours back. So, you know, they, they, they could do it, you know, 
Who knows? It might the starting time could be earlier. Who knows? But anyway, that's that's besides the point. But seeing Punk and FTR against the Elite at All In could happen. You know. But again, it could be Warner Media who wants uh Mr. Punk back. You know what I'm saying? I still feel he's a cancer. I think that, you know, he was the one in uh, Tony Khan's ear. And I think if he comes back, the chemistry in, you know, in um, in AEW will be a, a kind of, you know, it's like walking on eggshells. Because they're making it look like, oh, AEW, I heard this podcast that said that AEW has not been doing well since CM Punk, Punk left. <laughs> Excuse me. I want you to think about that one. AEW has not been the same since CM Punk left. To be be out of this, let's be realistic. AEW has not been the same, or AEW has hasn't flourished. It's because Tony Khan has hired everybody and their mother in the wrestling community or the wrestling industry, and he does not know how to use them. You got guys like Lance Archer. Why are you not using Lance Archer? Put him in a feud with Big Bill. That should be a good match between them two guys. Why you haven't brought Miro back? Okay. Oh, because you don't have anything back from Miro. Scorpio Sky, where is he? No one knows. Okay. Um, the latest problem right now is Thunder Rosa again bitching and moaning about, you know, her back problem, whatever the case may be. I feel that Thunder Rosa is a problem also in the women's locker room. I mean, she pretty showed. Her, her 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 real self when she didn't want to drop the belt to Tony Storm, okay, um, you know it, it's been a lot of problems, okay. So again, I mentioned Lance Archer. You haven't seen him. You haven't seen Scorpio Sky. You have not seen Miro. Okay, you haven't seen any of these people, okay. And it's always you know you pushing my John Moxley. Of course, Moxley's the main guy. He carried AEW and the. And the Blackpool Combat Club now feeling with the elite. That's the only interesting thing that happened this week, honestly, on AEW. That's the only interesting thing that happened on AEW this week. And that was the uh the elite coming back to get revenge on the Blackpool Combat Club. Who's gonna be the fourth member? It's gonna be finally Hangman Page, but I think if they're bringing a fifth member, I think they're talking about Kanoska's Tuskesta joining Blackpool Combat Club. I doubt it. I highly doubt it, but um, but that nasty cut. Also, I just wanted to bring this up: the nasty cut that Don Callis had after John Moxley knocked him and busted his head wide open. Had a split all all here. It was nasty. Uh, that was not supposed to happen, but it did happen. But anyway, my point is, CM Punk comes back. You don't need him. You just sign Jay White to the damn company. WWE let did not sign Jay White and pretty much gave Jay White in a silver platter to AEW. And you telling me that you need CM Punk? Are you serious? You know what I'm saying? The one thing I know for a fact, and somebody brought it up to me yesterday, um, and this will make a lot of sense because it'll lead me to my segue on my next uh, uh, topic that I have in hand. And it's Jay White beating Orange Cassidy for the AEW International title. And I'm going to tell you why when I get to the next segment, once I finish with this CM Punk thing. But a lot of fans out here want CM Punk back. Okay? Because, you know, 
let's face it, a lot of these wrestling fans out here now have no fucking clue or what's going on in professional wrestling. They just yap their mouth and whatnot and really don't do their research, don't look at the, the logic. They just want to, oh, CM Punk and CM Punk is this. CM Punk is old. This is not the same CM Punk when he was in Ring of Honor. He's not the same CM Punk when he was in WWE. This guy is older and grumpier and getting into stupid rants on social media. And now, because, you know, he can't do the UFC no more because he sucks. Okay. Now we're talking about Heaney. He wants to wrestle. Now, the question is, are the elite going to go along with this? Now, somebody made another point where at the end of the day is Tony Khan is the boss and Tony Khan wants it. That's what's going to happen. Okay. But the elite right now, Kenny Omega does not have a contract. If Tony Khan brings them back and the elite is not all happy about it, they, Tony Khan could lose Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to the WWE. I mean, that's a lot. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But never know. Never know. Cody Rose left. I mean, Cody Rose left, and he thought that he could do better in WWE. Look where he's at now. The stupid storyline with Brock Lesnar. And the excuse he gave this week, it was ridiculous. Anyway. But CM Punk back in, 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 in AEW, I'm not too crazy about that. And I think that's going to be a problem. If he does come back in June 21st, where AEW is going to make a, uh, a show in Chicago, it'll, it'll be crazy. Seeing him back... Uh, I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I'm not too happy about it, and I'm telling you right now, I will not. I'm not gonna like it. Uh, real quick, guys. Uh, just real quick, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you guys can find me in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter, I usually be in there giving my my views and my and my opinions on certain things. Uh, also, guys, if you want to check out my uh, podcast store. Uh, I got my merchandise. You can follow me. Uh, you can follow the, the podcast though by going to tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Again, that's tcwrveryimpressive.com. You get the shirts, the hats, and the hoodies, even though summer's around the corner, but you can get the hoodies for part of the next year. You can, you know, you can enjoy your, you know, you can enjoy the hoodie or whatever the case may be. So, you know, just a little, uh, little plug for my uh situation also guys you also this will be an audio podcast uh also available at spotify iHeartRadio, apple uh pop bean any audio podcast that you guys like to listen to your favorite show so check that out so let's go to the another situation that a lot of people has been talking about now I, I i spoke about jay white and him winning the aew international title now before I go on with that, the reason I'm saying this is because you know that in Battle of the Valley, David Finley attacked Jay White, which left him pretty much, you know, he knocked him out. Nobody knew. He, everybody thought he was going to go to WWE. And then all of a sudden, like, weeks passed by and the New Japan Cup happened. David Finley is introduced as the leader of Bullet Club. But as I saw the New Japan Cup and David Finley teaming up with members of Bullet Club, there was one guy who was not happy with the way things ended with Jay White. Now, mind you, Juice Robinson is signed in AEW. He's still rocking the Bullet Club logo. Now, my thing was, okay, so if he's rocking the Bullet Club logo, 
then you know um that means that David Finley's the leader he's over here doing something over here AEW so he's still gonna go to Japan because again Japan New Japan and AEW works together but then all of a sudden like I said WWE pretty much gave Jay White to AEW in a silver platter and Ricky Starks was doing a promo when the Bullet Club uh uh logo popped on the screen. Juice Robinson attacked Ricky Stark. The following two weeks later, Jay White appeared in AEW, pretty much letting us know that he signed with AEW. But he didn't throw this. He didn't throw this. Okay, to Juice Robinson. He threw this. And they banged their hands together like this. And last week, and a lot of people were like, oh, but you know, he he showed up like the week before. You know, that was big. Why he didn't do something this week? No, because now he's introducing Bullet Club Gold. Now you probably saying, wait a minute, how is he choosing Bullet Club? He's not that he's no longer the leader of Bullet Club and he can't go back to Japan. Well, there's a situation going on here. Because here you go, Jay White, the catalyst of professional wrestling. Remember that word, the catalyst. The guy who makes the movements around professional wrestling. Okay, then you got David Finley, the rebel in New Japan Pro Wrestling, trying to have all these guys in that group over there that, hey, I'm the leader. You don't like it too bad. And Fantasma found that out last Sunday when he went at it after Finley slapped him. Him and Finley went at it. And next thing you know, uh, Kenta turned on Fantasma. Then after that, you saw... uh, uh, Taja Ishimori go in the ring because he used to team up with Fantasmo and they used to be former IWGP junior champions. He goes in and looks like he's going to stop the guy. What are you doing? Whatever. He turns on Fantasmo. And then now, tomorrow is Philadelphia Capital Collision. And David Finley just said he has a new member coming in to, uh, to Bullet Club. We don't know who that is. I have no idea. But it's going to be interesting to find out on Sunday or tomorrow. My thing is, are we ready to see a civil war? Same thing that happened years ago when you had Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Marty Scrawl as the group of Bullet Club in the United States, and the Tongas, Balafale, actually the Guerrillas of Destiny and Balafale went and beat the bricks out of the whole elite at San Francisco Kyle Palace in 20, I believe it was 2018, 2017, around that time. And that started the whole Civil War, which ended up with the elite getting kicked out of Bullet Club. So, could that happen? I believe that Jay White is setting up everything. And the reason I said that Jay White should be Orange Cassidy for the International Championship, because remember, AEW created this title. The inter- It was for the All Atlantic title. Now it's called the international title, which means that if Jay White wins the title, he could go to Japan. Now you're probably saying to yourself, wait a minute, he can't go to Japan. He's not allowed to wrestle in Japan. He's no longer under contract in Japan. But if he's the champion and he could defend the belt in Japan, he could go to Japan and start some shit over there and whatnot. And we could have a good, good little war that could start off this summer 
all the way to when AM Jabs is ready to leave the damn company at AEW. Okay, in 2024. It can happen. It can happen. I believe that this is my, I think the way I'm looking at it, and I think this is the way this may play out. I believe that Jay White is, ba- is setting up David Finley for a downfall. And I think David Finley and Ghetto, both of them, are going to feel the wrath of Jay White. He keeps saying, this is my era. It's Bullet Club Gold. The Bullet Club Gold. He's taking it to another level. Now, mind you, the May 3rd is the 10th, not the 1, not the 2, not the 3, the 10th anniversary of Bullet Club. And mind you, the Bullet Club is divided also in Japan because you got the House of Torture, who's part of Bullet Club, which is a sub-faction in Bullet Club, is run by evil, show, uh, uh, the Tokyo Pimp, uh, who was in that group? Uh, I'm not missing somebody else. Uh, Dick Togo's in that, involved in that. So they got their own subgroup there. So there's a lot of things going on. You never know if evil could turn on David Finley and everything could just may implode within Bullet Club in Japan. And here comes Jay White and comes in and takes over Bullet Club once again. Who better person that to run Bullet Club? I don't think any. Uh, but just seeing David Finley out of nowhere just become the leader of Bullet Club. At one point, it looked to me made sense because 2014, 2016, these guys were the openers in New Japan pay-per-views back then. They were Young Lions. They, David Finley and Jay White used to start used to have start the, the, the events wrestling each other. So now you drop Jay White leaves. David Finley takes over. But no, I think it's a bigger, bigger picture in the works and it could happen at all in it could happen in all in you know what i'm saying it could happen at forbidden door could be a lot of there's so many it's situation right now aw right now aw was smart play your cards right or get about fucking cm punk and do this this will be big you don't need no cm punk for your for your brand to go all boost up Jay White is the answer. Don't do what you're doing, what you had done with Miro, with, with, with Lance Archer, with uh, uh, who else? Scorpio Sky. You don't see none of these people again. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of this fat. You brought back Jeff Hardy for what? Why you got the Hardys in AEW for what? For what? Let's be realistic. For what? It's just, it's just nonsense. It's just a lot of nonsense going on. Um, also, so. Continuing on with the uh, with New Japan and Jap- uh, New Japan news, there's word that Francisco Okada may not be wrestling singles for a while. He's thinking of becoming a tag team. I don't know whose tag team partner may be. It could be, it may be uh, how you call it, uh, Tanahashi Hiroshi Tanahashi. Even though they have had matches and they have lost some matches, they lost to Bushiman not long ago in a tag team. I believe uh, I forgot what. Thing was the finals of New Japan or Cup. I'm not sure, but it's crazy. But New Japan is making more news and more big events coming up on June 9th. They are teaming up with All Japan Pro Wrestling and NOAA for a big pay per view call all together again. Uh, so this is a 
they 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 doing this because Antonio Inoki was the you know of course he was the founder. The subtitle of the event will be if if you have energy. That's the subtitle, but it's called to all together again, which means all these three uh, companies are getting back together. The way they started back in two thousand, uh, where you saw guys like uh, Mazawa come to New Japan. You had uh, Keiji Muda go to Old Japan. So they're starting this whole thing again. So uh, it doesn't look good for for WWE if they were trying to open anything in Japan because these three companies are getting back together again. So that is something to watch. So, you know, it, it's crazy. Also, um, talking about, you know, Japan and all that stuff, Aussie Open, of course, I told you guys that they won the IWGP tag team titles from Bushimon. Now... Are we going to see FTR versus Aussie Open Part 2? Guys, I'm telling you, in Royal Quest this past October, that they, they match was, I could say, priceless. It, 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 was, it was ridiculous. Um, you can't ask for anything better than that match. Those two tag teams went at it, and it was a great, great match. I think Either if, if, if the Briscoe versus FTR didn't win the tag team of the year, it uh, us the Open versus FTR would have won it anyway, because FTR gives great matches. And as far as FTR, they just announced they signed a four-year contract with AEW, and now after the four years, they're retiring. So they enjoy this to, to, to 2027. After that, they're gone. You're never going to see a tag team like them. FTR has been a pleasure. Me seeing them, especially when they were known as a revival in WWE when I first saw them. Uh, uh, when they wrestled Alpha Amer- uh, Alpha Males, I forgot what the tag team uh, it was. I know it was Chad Gable and uh, Jordan. Uh, and when I saw them at NXT, I fell in love with that team because they remind me of Tully Blanchett and R. Anderson. And boy, they have not disappointed me at all. They haven't. They've been a great tag team. Um, you can't ask for nothing better than that. Uh, so it is what it is, but, um, you know, that, that's something to look forward to, um, for the next couple of years. I mean, they're going to be four years. That's it. After that, they're done. They're gone. They're gone. So, you know, um, you know, so, uh, also, uh, let's talk about a little bit of the all, all in and whatnot. I think all in should, and I say it again, should be. A a, a a a a a pay-per-view where you're gonna see matches you're not gonna see. I would love to see FTR versus Okada. Not FTR versus I'm sorry, MJF versus Okada. That's what I meant. MJF versus Okada. I would like to see FTR versus either versus Aussie Open if they if that happens in Forbidden Door. Okay, we could have the CM Punk FTR versus the Elite. Whatever. Uh or we could see Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay part two. You know, talking about Will Osprey, I know that uh, Booker T was talking about that he would love to talk to him and give him pointers. Pointers of what? A man is one of the D top 10 best wrestlers in the world. Well, what he's going to get out of you? It's funny how you got these people talking a lot of stuff. And talking about CM Punk again, Eric Bischoff, which kind of surprised me. Eric Bischoff made a comment which made a lot of sense to me. He said, if I was Tony Khan, I would just pay CM Punk. And, and and let that be a learning lesson. And you know what? For the first time in God knows how many years, how many months and years, 
I agree with Eric Bischoff. Give the man the money and let him walk. You want to go to Japan? Let him go to Japan. He can still come to AEW because AEW and Japan work together. Well, he wants to go to WWE. Let him go to WWE. Let's see what happens again. Now with the old Manning there again, they don't want him there. So, you know, it's just it's just it's just nonsense. Uh, again, I'm not too happy uh, that they're even thinking about bringing him back. Uh, and, and other people are like, oh, I know one podcast that was like, oh, well, what? Give me a reason why you don't want him back. He's a cancer. I got no more reasons to give you more than that. He was a cancer WWE, apparently, and he's a he was a cancer AEW. He showed you at the scrum. And, and talking about the scrum, Tony Khan needs not to bring that shit back. Why you got a scrum? This is not the UFC, okay? This is not the UFC. But anyway, uh, but again, that's that's the stuff that happened. But anyway, um, I want to thank um, real quick all the people who have subscribed to my YouTube channel. Uh, again, guys, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that thumbs up. It helps my channel greatly. I would appreciate it. Also, one thing uh, I'm going to leave with this, which kind of like shows me why I don't really work with a lot of podcasters. I was on YouTube yesterday and I saw a video of one podcaster named Joe Cronin and I'm a name him because I don't deal with him I never met him in my life and I don't care for him but he had uh, a video where he was clowning another podcaster and the podcast is one of those podcasts who claim he's the number one podcaster in the IWC most people know who he is he rants rave whatever and I find it kind of childish because I say wow two grown men going at each other, which looked out the, the Joe Cronin was just being a clown, saying all this that he was the other pockets was having sex with the cat. It was stupidity, but this is why I'm very, very careful who I deal with, who I work with, who I uh, uh, collaborate with when it comes to podcasters. I hesitate, I do hesitate a lot because I have had. Uh, people who asked me to come to the show, they gave what they want, and after that, I don't hear nothing from them. They don't, they don't support the podcast no more, whatever. So I'm very, very careful who I collaborate with. The only podcaster that I usually collaborate with, which I never had a problem, and I love having him in my show, and that is Jay Santee from the Turnbuckle Tabloid. And I always give him thanks because he was the guy who gave me a chance to come to his show to see what I was all about. I met him at a House of Glory wrestling show about about three, four years ago, and I have not regretted. This guy is always good. He's always giving me tips as far as the podcast world is, and I, I'm always appreciated for him and whatnot. And of course, my boy Michael J. Serentino, I mean, though I drive him crazy with my comments on Facebook, but, you know, Milky, don't worry about it. I still got mad love for you, buddy. Um, so, you know, I'm very, very hesitant when it comes to collaborating with certain podcasts. And I'm sure other podcasts just do the same. It's just the craziness you see on the podcast world. But that is it for me today, guys. Thank you very much for showing up again one more time to the uh, to the Chokesland Wrestling Report. And I am very grateful that you guys uh, are checking this video out. Let me know what you think about the video. Let me know uh, 
and there's anything I could do better, whatever, you know, give me your thoughts. Yo. Give me your thoughts. Give me, leave me your comments or what you think about this whole CM Punk situation, the Bullet Club situation. Who is the real leader? Do you think it's going to be an implosion and Jay White's going to take over? And now you're going to have Bullet Club here in Japan. I mean, in Japan and here in the United States with him running both. He did say this a year and a half ago. He wanted to have a Bullet Club all over the pro wrestling industry. So we'll see what happens. Until then, guys, I will see you next week. Until then, again, once again, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also, this, this is going to be an audio podcast for those who don't have a chance to listen to it on YouTube. You can check it out either on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and any audio podcast audio podcast platform um that you guys like to listen to your shows and once again thanks a lot for everything again if you want to check out my merchandise tcwr.veryimpressive.com that's tcwr.veryimpressive.com until then guys i'll see you guys next week